fans it's matt warren editor-in-chief at buffalorumblings.com and the host of buffalo rumblings q a on the buffalo rumblings podcast network i wanted to let you know you can send in your questions for future episodes by sending us a voicemail at 716-508-0405 and those questions get priority on the show send us a text message at that phone number as well 716-508-0405 you can tweet us at rumblings q and a that's with the word and spelled out in the middle you can send us an email buffalo rumblings at sbnation.com send us uh, messages on facebook or instagram as well and those will eventually make their way to me The NFL's legal tampering period starts between the release of this week's episode and next week's episode, so we'll probably have a recap episode of kind of the first day or two of free agency tampering uh, by the time we get to next week's episode, and we'll also have to talk about some salary cap moves. Uh, On Tuesday morning on WGR 550 in Buffalo, Buffalo Bills general manager Brandon Bean said the Bills were about $6 million over the salary cap, so there will be moves to be made between now and March 14th when the league year or the Bills have to be under the salary cap for the 2022 NFL season. So I'm sure we'll be able to talk about that stuff on next week's episode as well. If you want any information on the Buffalo Bills salary cap stuff, um, whether it's restructures, cuts, stuff that I want them to do or stuff they've actually done, uh, you can go over to buffalorumblings.com and click on that off-season tab that's right near the top of the homepage in uh, right underneath the, the main articles right there. We've got the off-season tracker right there that you can click on. There's also an entire group of salary cap articles. If you go to the uh, navigation bar at the top of the page and go to more, um, you can see that there's a salary cap specific uh, page where I drop a lot of my articles during this time of year. Let's get into your questions now. And I got about four questions about Rob Gronkowski. So I figured we would start there. Buffalo's goat on Twitter. How real is the talk of Gronk coming to Buffalo? Buffalo John, how do you honestly feel about Gronk coming to Buffalo? The fan base is pretty split on it. Well, I'll talk about the fan base first because it's what I'm more of an expert on. I think there's a large section of the fan base that doesn't want to forgive Rob Gronkowski for his really dirty hit on Tredavious White that caused White to have a concussion. It was incredibly dirty. It cost Gronkowski one game, um, but because his base salary had been converted into a signing bonus to restructure his contract, he only lost you know a couple thousand dollars. Like I mean, it was like I don't know twenty thousand. I don't know how much it was, but it was not very much money for his suspension. Um, it was clearly classless. It was clearly dirty. Apparently, they've talked since then at one point um i I do think that tredavious white is a player that is good enough and respected enough in the locker room that they would have to talk to him about gronkowski before they brought him into the team but if trey white is okay with it i'm certainly not going to 
say I'm not okay with it. So if as long as Tredavious White signs off on it, I'm good um, with them bringing in Gronkowski at least um, at least regarding that that dirty play. So that's why this the fan base is split for the most part. I think if you were telling us that you were going to bring in a dynamic player at a position that the Bills really do need, um, most people would be all for it, even though his age or, or whatever would factor into it. So I think Tredavious White thing is what's keeping people. So um, how real is the talk of the Bills being interested in Rob Gronkowski? I think it's very real. They were interested in him last offseason before he decided to go back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and make another run with Tom Brady. But now that Brady's gone, it would make sense that he might want to come back to Western New York, a place where he has obviously a lot of connections growing up in Amherst. And I I think it would actually be a nice full circle moment for him to come back to Buffalo and play with Josh Allen and play with you know a really good Buffalo Bills team. So um, I do think that there is interest. It is probably going to come down to to dollars and cents. Um, right now, I just said that the bills are over the salary cap and Gronk's going to command you know, a pretty nice salary. So let's get into some of the details about why the bills might want Gronk and what it might cost to get him. I know those questions weren't specifically asked, but we should uh, address that at least. So financially, last year he played on a one-year $8 million contract. Spot Track has him projected for an annual average salary of $9.5 million. Um, I think both of those can can fit. Uh, you offer him a one-year $7 million deal with a bunch of incentives that could get it up to $10 million. I think you can split the difference fairly easily. Um, you can get him under your salary cap and at the same time give him enough money to make it worth his while. Um, as far as his stats go, the most important one to me is that he played in 12 games last season and 16 games the season before. He's been you know, pretty healthy, um, at least working through injuries. He had 55 catches for 800 yards and six touchdowns last year. He's, you know, he might be 33 years old, but he's still got what it takes to get the job done in the NFL. I wouldn't want to extend him for like two years or three years, but a one-year deal um, going year to year for the rest of his career, I think, would work out as far as that goes. So he has the stats. He has the production. Um, I think the Bills can make it work financially, but the question really comes down to why would the Bills want him when they have tight end Dawson Knox? Well, we don't know what Ken Dorsey's play calling is going to lead to. We don't know if he is interested in doing two tight end sets with Rob Gronkowski and Dawson Knox both on the field at the same time, especially when we start talking about <clears throat> Cole Beasley uh, potentially wanting to be traded. So you have Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis on the outside, no Beasley on the slot. Maybe you go with two wide receivers and two tight ends instead of three wide receivers and one tight end. So that's just part of that conversation. The other thing is, you know, when Dawson Knox was out last year with his broken hand, the Bills' offense really suffered. And so having another tight end that can split time with Knox, I think will make this offense um, more consistent if Knox misses time. And so you can have a guy that <clears throat> subs in when if Knox gets injured, but you also have a guy that keeps Rob Gronkowski fresh. And so you can really use both of those guys incredibly effectively 
Um, it doesn't have to be that, you know, Rob Gronkowski is going to come in and steal snaps from Dawson Knox. They can coexist on the field at the same time and complement each other, platooning in and out. So I think it makes sense. Um, I don't know if it's how I would approach the offseason. I didn't include Gronkowski in my um, mock offseason. Um, I think it's too much money to spend at that tight end position. But you look around the league and tight ends are making more and more money, especially backup tight ends. And so, I mean, maybe that is the most cost-effective way to handle that if they get rid of Cole Beasley. So there's a lot of factors in play there, and really a lot of it comes down to what Ken Dorsey wants to do as the offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills. You know, Gronk's a good blocker. Uh, He's a good pass catcher. Um, Who knows what he would do for team chemistry. But he's a solid player that if the Bills signed, I'd be happy that they signed him. But if they miss out on him... Uh, you know, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. So thanks for all of the questions you all sent in about Rob Gronkowski. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. Don't go anywhere. Before the break, I talked about my mock off season And I wanted to let you know that I released that in podcast form as a special episode last Thursday. Uh, Bruce Nolan took a week off from the Bruce exclusive before the offseason really picked up. And so I dropped an extra episode on Thursday in addition to the normal one I dropped last Tuesday. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. Uh, You can also find it uh, pinned near the top at buffalorumblings.com if you'd rather read it than listen to it. But I go through everything from creating salary cap space by restructuring contracts and cutting players. Um, Then I talk about free agency and what I want the Bills to do with signing, re-signing current players and signing new free agents. Uh, We go through the draft and a whole bunch of other stuff, including uh, some contract extensions we might see later this offseason around training camp time. So it's a really comprehensive article. It's I think it's 2000 words. There's a lot going on in that article. So I would really encourage you to go check that out over at buffalorumlings.com and or in your podcast feeds from last week. To the voicemail line at 716-508-0405. Hey, it's Eric007 from Twitter from Buffalo. Hey, I got a question for you. We are coming up closely to have to make a decision on Edmonds as our starting middle linebacker and our future at that position. Do you think, do we just extend them one more year and see how it goes? Do we give him a long-term contract because his potential is so high because he's so young? I just don't believe, based on where he was drafted, he has met expectations. And we don't pay for possibility of him getting better. We pay for production. Matt Milano has produced greatly considering where he was drafted at, but stats-wise, he's produced fantastic. Edmonds, not so much. Not so much. I mean, the sky's the limit. He could do fantastic. He's really, really young, but in three or four years, I I haven't seen it yet. He's still kind of learning on the job, and I wonder if we just cut bait and try going another avenue. What do you think? Thanks for the question, Eric. Um, I've always appreciated interacting with you on Twitter, and it's glad I'm glad you called in to the show. Um, 
Tremaine Edmonds is entering the final year of his rookie deal. He's going to make $12.7 million in 2022. If the Bills are going to re-sign him, Track has his market value at almost $14 million per season. They projected a 14, or sorry, a four-year $55 million contract for Tremaine Edmonds, which will be the sixth highest inside linebacker. So he's not even setting the market making $14 million. So <laughs> when you look at that, that's obviously a lot of money. And especially when you look at how it's Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds, but both of those guys play hundred percent of the snaps when they're healthy, the bills go with a, a nickel defense. And so if, Tremaine Edmonds does sign that big contract. You'll have Taron Johnson, Tredavious White, Matt Milano, Tremaine Edmonds, Jordan Poyer, and Micah Hyde all signed for rather large salary cap hits. The only thing we wouldn't know about in the back seven would be that other cornerback position um, where Levi Wallace has played, but um, we don't know how the Bills are going to address that. So that would be obviously a lot of money tied up in the back seven coverage unit, but they were the number one defense in the NFL last year. So you can at least show how you know that makes sense financially uh, because they play so many snaps, because they've been so good. Um, I, when people talk about Edmonds and impact, they're often talking about the stat sheet and turnovers in particular, and he hasn't been good at generating turnovers. But what he does in coverage makes a lot of opposing offenses go away from the middle of the field. And I know that the Bills absolutely love that about Tremaine Edmonds. They love the fact that he alters opponents' game plans. He's a sure tackler in the middle of the field. Um, when he does drop into that medium zone, say 10, 15 yards down the field, and then is tasked with coming up and making the tackle, he's very good at that. Um, so I think what they ask him to do, he's very, very good at that. Get in the passing lanes, use your length, um, your long arms, your you know, big body to get into those passing lanes and disrupt what opposing, def uh, what opposing offenses are trying to do. He's much different than Matt Milano in that regard. Milano's more of a coverage guy. Edmonds is more of a get in the space guy and prevent them from doing that stuff. So. I like what Tremaine Edmonds brings to the table, but at $14 million a year, that's a pretty darn steep number. Um, I personally don't want to extend him if that's the contract that he's going to get. $55 million over four years is a lot more than I want to pay him. Um, but if he's willing to accept that hometown discount, that Matt Milano discount, I would be more than happy to welcome him back to the Buffalo Bills. I really like the role that he plays. Um, I do think that he'll end up signing a big enough deal where the Bills could be in line for a compensatory pick down the road um, if that's the path forward that they want to make. I thought that the fifth-year option, the $12 million option that they gave him for this current season was a good half measure to give him just one more year of, you know, will we pay him or won't we pay him? Um, but I do think at the end of the day, they're not going to get very much more information than they have right now. And part of me thinks that Brandon Bean is still going to extend him. I think they really, really like him. He's obviously called the plays for the defense. Uh, he's, you know, that coach on the field type of athlete. 
Um, I just think they really value what those linebackers bring to the team. Um, it might come down to dollars and cents and, and you know a couple million dollars here or a couple million dollars there why they don't re-sign him. But I think they would really like to get him under contract. And when you hear Brandon Bean from the Combine talk about Tremaine Edmonds, he talks about him in glowing terms. When Sean McDermott talks about Tremaine Edmonds, he talks in glowing terms. They put him out in front of the media to take some of the media hits um, after games, especially after losses. And, you know, so it's not just Micah Hyden and Jordan Poyer. You know, they put Tremaine Edmonds out there during training camp every year. They put him in front of the media a fair amount of time. So they trust him really in every aspect of his job. So I, I know that Bill's fans in general think that he's an underperformer and an under, underachiever, but I don't know if the Bills necessarily agree with that. So I think that's kind of where I'm at with him is, you know, we'll find out a year from now how they really value him. I don't think they're going to give him an extension between now and next offseason. I think it'll be more along the lines of waiting until his contract expires. They may even let him test the open market like they did with Matt Milano. Um, well, Milano signed, what was it, right before or right after free agency opened? I can't remember. But, you know, they, they might bring it down to the wire with him as well or let him test the market and see if, you know, he can get that huge pay bump from someone else or come back to Buffalo on a team-friendly deal. So that's really where I'm at with Tremaine Edmonds is that I like him more than most Bills fans, but I also don't want to pay him that much money over the course of four years. So thanks for your question. Um, at our voicemail line, 716-508-0405. That's going to do it for this week's episode. You can send in your questions for next week at 716-508-0405. And again, voicemails get priority over the other forms of questions as Eric did this week. You can tweet us at Rumlings Q and A. You can email us, buffalorumlings at sbnation.com. Multiple ways to get in touch with the show, including Facebook and Instagram messages to the official Buffalo Rumlings accounts. If you like our podcast, make sure you tell a friend about it and help spread the word. Um, it really helps our listenership grow. And if you really like it, leave a review over at the iTunes store or wherever you listen to podcasts so that it helps other people find our show as well. Thanks for listening and go Bills.